PMDD partners, welcome to another episode of the In Love with PMDD podcast. I am your host, Dr. Rose Alcaton, your PMDD relationship psychotraumatologist. And being that I have PMDD, I have chosen to specialize my practice in helping PMDD partners to stop the monthly breakups. Each week, I will be providing you with my signature trauma transformational tools. Now let's get into this week's episode. Today, I want to talk to you about what does a good PMDD partner look like? So often we think about the fact that we are working on our PMDD relationship and I want to be a better PMDD partner. I want my PMDD partner to be better. I want a healthy PMDD relationship, but we really don't know what that looks like. We know what that looks like for other relationships with individuals who don't have PMDD. You can look at, you know, the movies or you could look at people that you know, and you can look at their relationships and be like, I want the fairy tale where they just seem like they're best friends all the time. And they seem like they do everything together. They seem like they never argue. They're always on the same page. They're very affectionate. It seems like whenever problems they have, they just kind of laugh it off and everything seems so perfect. And then we look at our relationship with our PMDD partner and they're like, oh, I could never be like that. I could never get to be that way. And I remember thinking that when earlier in my journey, when I first figured out that I had PMDD, a lot of times I would think, oh, because I have PMDD, I'm never going to be able to have that kind of relationship that I envisioned. So I need to lower my standards. But today I'm going to be showing you exactly what a healthy PMDD partner looks like and what a healthy PMDD relationship looks like. And I do this a lot with my private PMDD partner clients where we really start off with looking at the vision of your relationship. I want you to go really, really deep with me and just think about what do you want your specific relationship to look like? Not what other people's relationship looks like, not what your relationship looks like through the lens of PMDD, but what is it that you genuinely want and need out of your relationship? And so many times we don't really ask ourselves that question because we feel like we can't, because we feel like I'm never going to get it. So no point in even focusing on it. And we just put up that block of what could possibly be for our partner and what could possibly be for our PMDD relationship because we're blinded by months and months and months of being frustrated, months and months and months of arguing and breakups and all of these things. And we start to think, you know what, I'll just take what I can get. If we can just stay together, that'll be good enough for me. And I don't want you to ever feel like because you have PMDD that you have to have a relationship that's just good enough. You can have an amazing relationship while you have PMDD and you actually deserve it. For everything that we go through, we deserve to have a supportive PMDD partner And we deserve to have a supportive PMDD relationship, but it does not come easy and it does take work. But I want you to know that even for individuals who don't have PMDD, in order for them to have that good relationship that they want, it takes work. We just don't always see the work. And so sometimes looking at social media can give you this outlook that maybe you're just with the wrong person and that's why you can't have the relationship that you want. And maybe everyone else's PMDD partner is supportive and yours isn't, but you really don't understand what individuals go through in their PMDD relationships until you talk to them. Because when I talk to my private PMDD clients, all of them have issues. I have issues and I'm very open about having issues in my PMDD relationship and how we overcome them. But that's why I'm here to give you the tools. It's not that you're not going to ever have 
issues in your relationship. That should never be the goal because there's going to be conflict, but it's the way that you manage the conflict. It's the way that you manage your emotions with dealing with the conflict. And it's about doing the least amount of damage in your PMDD relationship while going through the conflict. So the whole purpose of having a partner is to go through the good and the bad times. And it's just like, if you have a child or if you have a pet or if you have work, like nothing is ever perfect. So if you're able to accept that every other aspect of your life, there's going to be good, there's going to be bad. It's the yin and the yang, right? It's not always going to be good, but the good news is it's not always going to be bad. If you accept that for everything else, you still have to accept that for your PMDD relationship so that you begin to understand that when you have conflict and when you have troubles in your PMDD relationship, it doesn't mean to throw the whole partner away. It doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be together. It just means that there's things that you need to work on. But I want to give you insight into what a healthy PMDD partnership looks like and building your relationship upon that vision. It's what's most important because you have to have that locked in your mind. You have to have that goal in mind. If you have a goal and you don't know what that looks like and you're just kind of like going along and, you know, saying like, oh, I just want my relationship to be better. When you're really vague on what that looks like, then it makes it so that you're not able to attain it because you don't know when you're getting off track. You just know that you're not there. Have you ever been like that where you're just frustrated that I don't know what I really want my relationship to look like, but I just know I don't want it to look like this, right? And it's kind of hard to tell your partner like, okay, what do we need to fix? Uh, I just need you to do this and I just need you to do that. But no, what do you actually need to fix what do you actually want our PMDD relationship to look like? And um, my birthday's coming up in November next month, and I'm going to be releasing something very, very special um, in lieu of my birthday and Black Friday here in the U.S. Um, but it is part of creating a vision for your PMDD relationship of what you're wanting to be working towards, right? So I start my my birthday as my new year. You know, everybody starts the new year in January. I like to start mine with my new year, the new year of my birth, the year that I have a birthday. And I look back on everything that worked, everything that didn't work. And then I formulate a new plan for my new year. And I incorporate my relationship in that. And what I'm working on for you, PMD partners, is really going to help you create that vision for what you're looking for, where you want your relationship to go, and clarity. You have to have clarity when you're talking to your PMDD partner about what you want to improve on your relationship. And clarity doesn't mean I just need you to stop doing this or I just need you to do more of this. It's like, why do you need me to do more of that? You're going to get a more sustainable response from your partner if you're explaining to them why you want them to make those changes. What do those changes mean to you? What does that, why do you have this particular change and not this? And are you willing to change certain things and adapt to certain things that they need to be changed, right? Because a healthy PMDD partnership is both partners are getting what it is that they want and need out of the relationship, not just you, but your partner as well. And I I coach so many PMDD partners, the ones who don't have PMDD, and they are suffering and they are hurting so much and they are not as vocal with their partners about that suffering because they're trying to be accommodating of the PMDD sufferers. They're trying to be accommodating to what you're going through. They almost feel like they can't even mention anything that they have going on with them because of all the suffering that you have, because then you look at it like, 
I can't deal with what you have going on because I'm barely surviving over here. And so they're not getting their needs met. And that's not healthy for them because they have to internalize that. And what your PMDD partner starts to internalize is going to blow up in a way that you're really not going to be able to handle. So we need to have as part of our goals, as part of our vision for what our PMDD relationship should look like is making sure that our PMDD partners are okay. So building a relationship with your partner that fits well with your lifestyle, right? And it's not just about what looks happy for other people. Think about your specific lifestyle. What are the dreams that you have in your career with your children? You know, do you want to be married? Are you just dating? Are you married, but you're not satisfied with certain aspects of your marriage? Are you in this relationship, but you don't really feel secure, Like these are things that you're not just supposed to sit there and just know like, yeah, I'm in this relationship, but I don't really feel safe. I don't really feel secure. And I'm like, there's nothing I can do about it. No, there is something you can do about it because once you get clarity on what it is that you want and you know that you're not there, that's a good thing because then you can work towards it, right? So the first thing is healthy PMDD partners have excellent communication skills, What that means is you are listening to what your PMDD partner wants and what your PMDD partner needs. What you're not doing is telling them that they shouldn't need this and that they shouldn't need that and that you can't handle it and it's too overwhelming because what's going to happen is your partner is going to shut down communication with you and you're never going to know what's bothering them. You're going to be able to feel and see that something's off, but you're not going to quite know what that is. And when your partner stops communicating to you, then you're in big trouble because you can't even get to the root of the problem because they don't feel comfortable opening up to you. They think it's a one-sided conversation where everything's all about you because you have PMDD, because you're suffering, and then anything that they have going on is just a burden. It's like you need to be in communication with your partner where you're figuring out what it is that they need on a daily basis. So you're going to take turns talking and listening. You're not going to yell at the person. You're not going to lash out at them in PMDD rage so much that they just shut down communication. And you're not going to allow them to just dump everything on you about what what's bothering them and what they can't take, but then they're not really listening to you. It's a matter of equal communication where both partners feel seen and heard and validated. And when I say validated in the communication, what that means is I understand. I understand what you're saying. And if you don't understand what they're saying, then you ask for clarity. You ask for clarity to understand what, it's called active listening. So you basically, if your PMD partner says, it really made me feel, uh, it really hurt my feelings when you didn't bring something home for dinner for me to eat, right? You, You told me that you had ate while you were out and then you didn't bring me anything. So instead of you saying, I'm here, I had all this to do, you should have brought me something home. I can't believe you did that. You don't care about me. You don't love me. I have PMDD, you know, all these things and just lashing out at them. It is taking the time to listen to what they're saying and say, okay, I understand that you're upset about that. I'm sorry, right? You're apologizing for their feelings, whether you agree with them or not. It's not about, let me analyze what they're saying to me and decide if it's worthy of me agreeing with them. It's not about you agreeing with them. It's about them feeling validated in their communication with you because when they feel heard, they can get over something. Have you ever had it where your partner, you guys go to talk about something 
and you're talking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and you feel like they're just not hearing you, like you're saying certain things, but they're not hearing what you're saying because they're constantly defending themselves because they're saying, no, but you shouldn't take it like that because I really meant it like this. And here's the thing, and I tell this to all my clients, it doesn't matter how you meant it. It matters how your partner receives it. So regardless if you meant to hurt their feelings or not, if you hurt their feelings, apologize. Apologize so that they can move forward. But if you don't, if you withhold that apology because you feel like they shouldn't be hurt because you didn't mean it that way, then you're going to stay in that same circle and they're not going to let it go and you're not going to get what you need and they're not gonna, they're not getting what they need. And you're going to end up with this wall in between the two of you because your communication is going to be flawed because you're not really listening. Listening so that you can understand and get clarity for what your partner is going through. Put yourself in their shoes. Anything that offends you might not offend them and vice versa. You may say to yourself, I don't understand why that offends you. All I'm doing is this. Like I know a lot of times for me, because I'm an avoidant attached PMDD partner, I don't understand why my partner gets offended because I don't spend time with them when I'm just trying to hibernate or recharge. If I, if I communicate to you, Hey, I'm going to recharge because I really just need some space. And my partner tells me that really hurts my feelings that you don't want to spend time with me. It's not my place to say, Oh, that makes that so stupid. Like, why do you, why are you even offended? Why are you taking it so personal that I want space? Right. I just want space. This is about me. It has nothing to do with you. That's not the right way to, to communicate. The right way to communicate would be, I understand how that can make you feel a little bit isolated and you feel, you feel neglected because you're wanting to spend time with me and I'm wanting to recharge and spend time for myself. I understand what you mean. How about this? How about I take this hour and I go lay down and I take a nap and then we'll go and watch a movie or then we'll go on a walk or then we'll go do something together or then we'll, we'll just lay and cuddle. That's me taking the time to listen and understand what my partner is feeling, validate them and let them know that they're right for feeling that way, even though I would never feel that way, right? Because I can put myself in their shoes and say, hey, if my partner told me they were going to take a nap, I would be like, cool, I would go find something to do. But it's not my place to judge my PMDD partner. Do not judge your PMDD partner for how they feel because you would not feel that way yourself. So when your partner feels heard, then they can say, okay, thanks, babe. Give them a kiss. You express, you know, affection to them to let them know that you're not doing this out of, you know, resentment, that you're not like, all right, I'll spend time with you after a little while. Like, like you don't really want to do it, right? Because they can feel when you're doing things that are inauthentic. So it's not about just doing what your partner wants um, and you're, you look like you're hating it or you're resenting them for it. Take the time that you need, take the space that you need, take whatever it is that you need, communicate that to your partner, but then also look for a way to give your partner what it is that they need too, because you're not in this by yourself, you're in this together. And so the second thing is healthy PMDD partners enjoy life together. Life can get so heavy with PMDD, with the moods, with the depression, with the anxiety, with the the shifts in the intimacy, with all of the things that we kind of lose sight of having fun. Having fun with your PMDD partner should be a goal at least once a week, right? I'm not saying every single day you have to be swinging from the chandeliers, right? 
But in order for you to have a healthy PMDD relationship and to be able to go through these really, really hard times, you need to take time out and enjoy life together. So one of the things that me and my PMDD partner do is we have a morning routine where I told you I have my morning routine, but maybe we take a walk. Like after we finish working out, we take a walk together and we just walk and talk. We call it a walk and talk where we're just, we have all of these endorphins from the exercising and then we're both feeling good. And then we just go on a walk and we just talk about things or we, cause it doesn't have to be something that where you go outside of the home or, you know, because there's all those excuses that can come from it. It's like, oh, we don't have time to do this. We don't have money to do this. We don't have all these things, but like you can incorporate something in your day-to-day life that you really enjoy doing with your partner. We're very active. Obviously we're, you know, being in the military for 19 plus years, we're used to like moving our bodies and being active and it's like become fun for us. But if your thing is watching movies, watching shows together, I know I have clients that they love watching like old sitcoms, like the Golden Girls and like the Cosby show and like Full House. And like, they're just in that era of that's something that they enjoy. And those sitcoms are like 30 minutes, right? So I assign them as homework. Like you are going to go and you're going to pick out one of these sitcoms and every single evening or at least five days a week, you're doing, you're connecting with your partner in the way that you're enjoying life together. And you're just cuddling up and you're like, looking at sitcoms and like having a drink or like, you know, eating popcorn or doing something where you're not talking about all of the struggles that you have in your PMDD relationship. It's like giving yourself a chance to relax and breathe and for everything to not be so heavy and stuffy. The worst thing you can do is be in a home where you're not on the same page. You're walking on eggshells and everything just feels horrible. You're in separate rooms. You know, you don't want to be there. Your partner doesn't want to be there, but you live there. And you just need to get back into that place of you enjoy being in your partner's company. And a lot of times you do that by connecting on something that you both enjoy doing. So remember, think back to when you were dating and remember those things that you used to do together and don't make it an outside thing, right? Don't make it an outside thing, meaning like you have to go somewhere else and do it. Like that can be once a week, I'm all for date nights, but you need to have something that you can do in the home, outside of the home, sitting on the back patio. I have clients that they have like a a pool and a hot tub in their backyard um, or a fire pit and they just chill out there. Right. And they just chill and enjoy each other's company. They leave their phones in the house and just give that quality time. And they feel so much more connected. And again, this can be 30 minutes. I'm not saying you spend hours and hours and hours doing it. I mean, you might end up staying in there and doing it longer because it feels so good. But initially, what you can wrap your head around is I'm going to spend 30 minutes with my PMDD partner, just enjoying each other's company. And you would be surprised about how those 30 minutes add up over the course of a week, over the course of a month. If you, I mean, I would do the math right now, but I stuck at math and we would be here for the rest of the podcast episode with me like counting on my fingers and toes. But what I'm saying is take 30 minutes. Your partner is worth 30 minutes. You're worth 30 minutes and connect with your partner so that you can remember why you're in the relationship, right? No matter what, and on days that you're arguing, you're disagreeing, you're in conflict, still commit to those 30 minutes, right? It's like, if you're feeling tired and you have a child or an animal, you still feed the animal or the child. You don't say, oh, I'm not feeling it today. So no food for you. You have to feed your relationship like you do any other thing in your life that you want to stay alive. If you starve your relationship, it will die. If you starve your children and you starve your animals, 
you would not expect them to still be there. The same thing with your relationship. You cannot go in a continuous pattern of starving your PMDD partner and expect them to still be there. They may be there, but they're not there. And I think you know what I mean, where they're physically there, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the other leaves, they're gone, right? So the third thing is PMDD partners seem healthy when they are comfortable with one another, right? So when you are comfortable with your PMDD partner, it means that you can tell them things. You can be intimate with them. You're you're touching them, right? They are your person. You're being affectionate with them. You know, so it's this gravity that you see couples have where maybe if they're walking, you know, one partner may slip their hand into the other. I know me and my PMDD partner do this when we're in our follicular, when I'm in my follicular phase. And it's just like, we get in the car and he's driving and I, you know, it just, my hand goes on the, the middle console and he just puts his hand on top of my hand. And then we and our hands end up touching. It's not a, it's not a big, like, let me hold your hand. Like, it's not a big thing where we're communicating it. It's just, we're that comfortable with one another intimately, like with our bodies that we gravitate towards one another with certain mannerisms. Or if you see couples walking down the street and then want two, two couples, you know, they have their hands just dangling in the wind and then they just, their hands initially meet and then they're holding hands down the, the street, you know, and you see it and you're like, Oh, that's so cute. And oh, it's that when you're comfortable with your PMDD partner, these things just naturally happen over time. Um, or you're sitting on the couch and, you know, you're watching a show together and you just lean over on your partner. It's these beautiful things that just connect the two of you. It's this relationship that you have with your PMDD partner that you don't have with anyone else. And that physical contact is something that you're able to have physical contact with your PMDD partner that you don't have with anyone else. And that's what's so beautiful about it. And I don't want you to take that for granted because I have had clients in the past who have, you know, broken up with their PMDD partner and they're now single and they wish, they wish that they had someone that they could do those little small things with, right? Where they hop in the bed and just lay on their chest or they cuddle or they, you know, cook together and like brush, you know, against their their shoulder when they're in the kitchen reaching for something like those little mannerisms. It makes a person feel so loved. And it, it's just, it's a very small gesture, but physical touch can go a very long way with making you feel secure, making you feel loved and just feel good. And so that's one of the signs that you are in a healthy PMDD partnership. So number four, <laughs> disagreements are handled using a moderate voice volume and tone. What I mean with this, and this is what I work with all of my PMDD private coaching clients with is there's going to be conflict, but you're not yelling at your PMDD partner. When I got into PMDD rage, when I felt what PMDD rage was,
Hamdini lovers, I am so excited to announce my latest course called Dating and PMDD. You asked and I answered. For all of you single PMDD partners wanting to get in a relationship or maybe you're currently dating and you're having some struggles with trying to navigate your PMDD symptoms, or if you're the partner that's thinking about dating someone who has PMDD and you really just want to know how to do it the right way. So we're going to go through eight weeks of intense training with workbooks where we're going to be going over all of these different topics and we're going to have live Q&As. You're going to be able to watch the recordings whenever you feel like it, whatever time zone that you're on. So week one, we're going to be discovering your why. Why do you want to date with PMDD? Why do you want to partner? We need to understand the foundation of that. Week two, we're going to be talking about what makes a supportive PMDD partner. All of my clients always say all the time, I just want a supportive PMDD partner. So I'm going to show you exactly what that looks like when it comes to PMDD. Week three, is going to be boundaries in PMDD, communicating those needs. What is it that you need? What is it that you don't need specifically when you go into PMDD? Week four is going to be PMDD attachment styles. When you go into PMDD, are you an avoidant? Do you have an anxious attachment style? What kind of partner should you date if you have a different attachment style in PMDD? Week five is the PMDD intrusive thoughts. When you're going through that texting phase and you're not really knowing what to do with that anxiety of should I text, should I not text, should I tell them that I have PMDD, when should I tell them that I have PMDD, how should I tell them that I have PMDD. I'm going to give you the exact blueprint of what to say when you have PMDD and you're dating someone that you're wanting to be in a relationship with. Week six is going to be dating through each phase of your cycle. So every single time that you go through your ovulation, your menstruation, your follicular phase, and your luteal phase, when you're dating, you're going to be impacted differently. And I'm going to tell you how to date, when to date, which phase of your cycle is more beneficial and which phase is more so you need to kind of pull back a little bit so that you don't do any damage and that you don't scare away a potential PMDD partner. Week seven is how dating affects your PMDD symptoms because because when you begin to date, you will have your PMDD symptoms magnified. So I'm going to tell you what to look out for so that you're not surprised, so that you don't feel like you need to stop the dating process or like you're doing something wrong. I'm going to tell you what to expect and what to do to cause your PMDD symptoms to be minimally affected when you're dating. And then the last week eight is going to be how to detach yourself from the PMDD dating process and just have fun and open yourself up to the possibility of having an amazing PMDD partners. So go to www.inlovewithpmdd.com. We start on May 1st and you'll be able to watch the recordings whenever you get this. And you're going to want to get the workbook and everything that's included. I look forward to seeing you in there. We got this. Love you. And I saw myself in PMDD rage. I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you. I'm trying to describe it so that you can understand. If you've been in PMDD rage before, if you've ever stopped yourself in the middle of PMDD rage because you've literally seen yourself talk to your partner in a certain way, you've noticed that you're now in rage. It is this moment where it's like the record scratches and you're just like, I can't believe I'm talking to my PMDD partner like this. I can't believe that, you know, I'm yelling like this and I, I can't believe I'm lashing out like this. And I can't believe that I physically want to like put my hands on my partner, like over this conflict, over this PMDD rage, over this disagreement. 
it is so not healthy. And I, and I don't mean that it's just not healthy for your partner, obviously, but it's also not healthy for you. When I, and that's why I have, if you've not gotten my PMDD Rage course, which is now on sale, and I've made it very, very accessible for you where it's just six modules. It is now on sale for you to get on my website, www.inlovewithpmdd.com. You need to go get that course because PMDD Rage is one of the biggest things that stands in the way of you having a healthy PMDD relationship with your partner because once you do that damage when you're in PMDD rage and you're yelling at them, some of the things that you say to your PMDD partner when you're in PMDD rage, you can't take back. And this is what I'm dealing with a lot of my private clients with. It is the damage that they have done while they've been in PMDD rage and they can't take it back. And it pains me that some of my clients are in a better place. They've done the work and their partner is still trying to get over things that were said, things that were done when you were in PMDD rage. And I want to stop that cycle. And the way we stop the cycle is by doing things differently. And the way we do things differently is to do things differently with the knowledge and the tools. You can't just make an agreement and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. If you say, I'm not going to do that anymore, it's a good possibility that you probably will not on purpose, but because nothing's changed and you cannot expect change to happen if nothing that you're doing is changing. And if you've been trying the same things every month, which is what I used to do and say, I'm going to think really positively and I'm not going to do that anymore, or I'm going to beat myself up so much internally and and make myself feel like such a horrible person that I'm just not going to do that anymore because I'm just going to feel so disgusted with myself that I just will never go there again. Well, if you don't have the tools, you're just going to let yourself down because you're going to do it again, because you're not giving yourself anything to do differently. And so if you have not gotten that course, you need to go through that course. It's something that you can listen to just like you're doing on this podcast. Um, It's six modules. It's self-paced. You can listen to it again and again and again. You buy it one time. You have lifetime access. Your partner has lifetime access, and it gives you tools on what they can do to deal with the PMDD range as well. But this fourth tool is knowing that what you say matters when you're in a disagreement. Being in a disagreement with your PMDD partner does not give you the right to just say and do anything because you're triggered. And I know so many times it's like, oh, I would have never said that if I wasn't triggered. We have the responsibility of how we act and react to a trigger that we have. If our partner emotionally triggers us, it is not your partner's fault because sometimes they may trigger you without even knowing it or not even on purpose. So you can't say that your partner deserves the behavior that you exhibit after you've been triggered if they're not even doing it on purpose, right? It's like, I didn't do that on purpose. Why are you yelling at me? Why are you giving me the silent treatment? Why are you mistreating me off of something that I didn't even mean to do? So if you, again, if you haven't gotten that course, go get that course. Go through the modules, take notes on what relates to your specific relationship so that you can get back on the same page with having conflict, but handling it in a way that you're not going to go off on PMDD rage. So the number five 
PMDD trauma transformational tool when it comes to what a healthy PMDD relationship looks like is one partner admits when they're wrong and apologizes to the other. So if you're honest with yourself through the course of your relationship, you've done things that are below the belt. You've done things to your partner that you don't mean. You've done things to them. You've said things to them that you don't mean. Again, a lot of times, just like with the last tool in PMDD range, healthy PMDD partners understand that admitting when they're wrong demonstrates that they're being supportive. They're being caring. They're being loving. They don't feel shameful about it. They just apologize and they're honest with their partners and say, you know what? I I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I know for me, I, it's normally like I wake up the next day and I think about what I've said and I've done. And I'm like, Ooh, I shouldn't have done that. And it's like a knowing within myself. Like you can check yourself. Like even if your partner doesn't tell you like, man, that was really messed up that you did that to me, which a lot of times they will uh, in a not so nice way if they're hurting um, because hurt people hurt people, right? So I want to let you know that when you hurt your partner with something that you've said and done in PMDD rage, and if they're hurting, they're going to say things back to you. There's a good possibility that they say things back to you that are below the belt because they want you to hurt just as much as they're hurting, right? So that's not healthy, but that is a common reaction, And so we need to be mindful that in order for us to stop that circle of us just saying things to hurt the other person, we need to just go ahead and apologize so that we can move on. Let the ego go. If they did something and you did something, don't say, well, why should I apologize? Because they didn't apologize. It doesn't matter who does it first. It doesn't matter who does it first. You just need to apologize so that you can move on. Move, Do it for you. Apologize. If you ever heard it, People will say apologies are for you. It's not just for the other person because you're going to feel guilty until you do. And part of that apologizing and forgiveness is forgiving yourself for what you've done so that you can really let that go. So number six is you show a genuine respect for your PMDD partner. I have this saying that I say to my partner um, probably once a day and he said this to me too and I started it earlier in our uh, relationship, even before we were married, but I say, I adore you. And it's, it's different from saying, I love you, or I care about you, or you're special to me. When you adore someone, you respect them, right? There's a level of respect that you should have for your PMDD partner. That respect is going to keep you from doing a lot of things that you feel like doing in your PMDD relationship. There's a lot of things I feel like doing and saying, especially when I'm hurt, when I'm angry and PMDD rage and I'm experiencing all of these intrusive thoughts and emotions. I feel like doing a lot of things, saying a lot of things, but the respect that I have for my PMDD partner is what stops me in my tracks. And you have to build back that respect. So I'm very understanding that when your partner does something to you that hurts you, you lose respect for them, whether you want to admit it or not. I've been there where my partner has done something and I lost respect, but I've noticed, I've noticed how I treated my PMDD partner when the respect wasn't there. And it is not nice. It is horrible. It's kind of demeaning. It's kind of putting them down. It's kind of making them feel not valued, like they're not worthy of me, like they're not worthy of my love, like I'm better than, like the ego comes in and it's like, oh, you should just be lucky I'm here. 
Like sometimes you get into that ego mindset after they've hurt you and you're like, you're lucky I didn't leave you. So like you take these crumbs that I'm giving you because you're lucky that I'm here and I'm still even trying to work on this. And by work on it, it just means being in the relationship and not ending it. And that's a lack of respect. And that's a dangerous place to be because when you have a lack of respect, you have a lack of remorse for hurting their feelings. You're not really connected to them. You're not even concerned with building anything with them because once you lose respect, it's like, meh, like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know if I really want to be in this. Like I'm here. You're kind of like halfway in when you've lost respect. Okay. So if you want a healthy PMDD partnership, you need to build back that respect that I know in some of your relationships is lost because that's the foundation of a lot of work that I do with my private PMDD clients is building back that respect. Because I can see even during the sessions, the way they're communicating with each other in front of me is disrespectful. So I can only imagine what happens when they're one-on-one. And you cannot move forward with having a healthy PMDD relationship if you have that disrespect. And that's a process of building back. Um, if you need help with that, you can contact me because th- those are sessions, sessions, sessions of work. It's not a one-time thing. One, you say a mantra, I respect you. Um, it is when you get into conflict, when you get hurt, your default is disrespect and that needs to be rebuilt. Because it's, if you think back earlier in your relationship, when you were trying to be with them, when you wanted to be with them and you think about I, things that you would never say and do that you're now saying and doing. It's because you lost respect or you think that they're not going anywhere, right? You get that, oh, I can say what I want to say. I I can do what I want to do. I can blame it on PMDD. I know they're not going anywhere. It's a lack of respect. And eventually they're going to get tired of it and they're going to leave. And I know I have a couple of PMD clients where that has happened and it has shocked them Because in their mind, they thought that their PMD partner was just going to continue to take the disrespect and not go anywhere. And until they were just like, you know what, I'm done. Like, you want to treat me like this? They endured it. They endured it. They endured it. And then they left. And once they leave, a lot of times they're not coming back because all they can see is the disrespect in their mind. They can just see this is what's going to happen if I stay in this PMDD relationship. I don't want to deal with this. I need to move on. And you're going to regret it. Um, so I strongly suggest that you rebuild the respect so that you can start treating your partner the way that they deserve to be treated. And that takes work to build that back because I know that it was once there, but I also know it's a possibility that it's gone. So the next step is trust, um, in your PMDD relationship. So when I'm talking about trust, um, a healthy partnership PMD, with your PMDD partner is built on trust. But I also understand that in a lot of PMDD relationships, trust has been broken through the form of infidelity, through the form of broken trust, meaning I never thought you would do this to me, but then you got into PMDD rage and you did it. Or I never thought that you would say these things to me, but you got into PMDD rage and you said it. And now I don't trust you. And now I don't feel safe with you. And now I don't even know if I really want to be in this relationship because I don't trust it because it gives me such an unsafe feeling 
such a scary feeling that I don't even know how to be around you because I don't trust you. I don't trust myself with you. Um, I don't trust the environment that you're, I'm being put in when I'm around you all because of PMDD. And again, this is just like with respect. This needs to be rebuilt because you cannot have a PMDD partnership that is healthy if the trust is not there. And you're going to slowly start to see your partner slipping away if that trust is not there. So that that needs to be rebuilt so that the first thing is so that they can feel safe, so that you feel safe with your PMDD partner and they feel safe with you. And so the next PMDD trauma transformational tool is healthy PMDD partners care about how the other partner feels. I cannot stress it enough that if you see your partner suffering and that doesn't do something to you to want to relieve their suffering, if you created this barrier where you see them suffering, but you're kind of like, meh, like, I mean, they'll be all right. If your partner doesn't care about how you feel, whether you're in PMDD or you're not, uh, that's a scary place to be because that means they're not willing to be supportive of you, but it also means because of something deeper that's there. Something was turned off within your partner. And I work with a lot of clients where this has happened, where they're blaming their partner because like I'm sitting there crying in front of them and they're not even acting like, you know, they care. They can just be in the same room with me crying and walk away from me or they can see me go off and they just walk away from me. And it is because something within them has been turned off. A switch has been turned off by something that you've done to hurt them. And so they've shut off that compassion. And so now neither one of you have it. So you can be suffering and your PMDD partner won't care because when they were suffering, you were the one that caused it. And you didn't apologize or address it or take responsibility. And so now they're not taking responsibility for your suffering because you never owned up to their suffering. Because when they were suffering, they were never given that attention. Something is missing. And this is, this is where the work comes in because we deal with what is missing? How are you able to see your PMDD partner suffer and, and not feel anything or not feel what they feel? Because you're supposed to be in an intimate relationship. You're supposed to be connected in a way where what one I know for me, when my partner's hurting, I hurt. When our partner's happy, I'm happy. I'm not saying that my partner is the only person that can make me happy. I have the ability to make myself happy. Um, my partner has the ability to make himself happy, but when we are suffering, it is not a separate thing. Like my, it's very hard for me to have a good day knowing that my partner's suffering. Something's off. We need to fix this. And if your partner can experience that and they're just okay with it, or they're just like, oh, this is how they are. They're in PMDD. They're getting emotional, all these things. And they're not really feeling any remorse or any compassion. They're not trying to help you. Then that means there's something there that they're holding on to. And when that happens, it's a very dangerous road that you're going down without addressing that because more and more damage 
um, is going to be done because they don't have that level of compassion for you. And part of being with a PMDD partner while you're in this relationship is having that compassion, having that love, having that support. And if it's not there, it can get back to being there, but there are certain steps that need to take place in order for that to happen. So I want you to listen to this and use these PMDD trauma transformational tools to develop that healthy PMDD relationship that you desire and deserve and know that if you are listening to some of these tools and you're noticing that we're not quite there yet, right? Like I I see where we need to be, but we're not quite there in a couple of areas. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. It's like, okay, at least now you know. And now that you know, you know what it is that you need to work on. So again, I am on Instagram at In Love With PMDD. I spend about two hours Every single day, it's literally been like two and a half, three hours. Every single day, talking to PMDD partners. If you need me, I am here for you. Connect with me on Instagram. If you need to book a session with me, if you need my monthly PMDD private coaching package, um, which a lot of my continual clients have done, they've started off with my two-month private PMDD coaching, and now they're doing the monthly package. Um, that I do have a couple of slots open with that. Um but once it's full, it's full. So go to my website, www.inlovewithpmdd.com. But overall, I want you to be able to have that healthy PMDD relationship and just think about the vision for your relationship. I really want you to think about that. Think about what it is that's missing and what you need to improve on so that you can begin doing the work in those specific areas in your PMDD relationship and with your partner, because it's not just helping you It's helping your partner as well. So if your partner doesn't listen to this podcast, which I know it started off like that a lot of times where it's just one person listening and the other person doesn't, but then they eventually uh, begin to listen. You can be making changes in your PMDD relationship just by you listening, right? I have clients where only I only see one of the partners, but they're making progress in their relationship because they're getting the tools and they're implementing them. So make sure you're implementing these tools within your PMDD relationship. We got this. PMDD Partners, it is National PMDD Awareness Month. And in lieu of this, I have officially launched In Love with PMDD TV. On this YouTube channel, you are going to be getting exclusive interviews with other PMDD partners. I'm always going to be coming on there, giving you more tools, more things for your PMDD relationships to stop the monthly breakups. But make sure you go over and subscribe to my YouTube channel, In Love with PMDD TV, so you can see more of me. Hey, that rhymes. But I'm super excited to be able to provide this for you. And then also, if you're wanting to be a guest on the podcast, In Love with PMDD, where you're listening to me right now, Or if you want to be a guest on the TV show, In Love with PMDD TV on YouTube, make sure that you send me an email, rose at inlovewithpmdd.com. Let me know that you want to be a guest. Let me know that you want to share your story. Let me know that you want to share your journey. And for the month of April, I will be having 
other PMDD sufferers, other PMDD partners come on and collaborate with me on the podcast and then also on In Love with PMDD TV. This is about spreading awareness of PMDD, everything that we're suffering with, everything that we're going through. I want the world to be able to see what it is that we go through on a month-to-month basis so that more tools can be provided. So I'm super excited. Email me, rose at inlovewithpmdd.com, or you can DM me on Instagram, as always, where I vlog my journey daily. But I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, we got this.